Thanks for joining us here on The Aesthetic Podcast. I'm your host, Aesthetic Ann, and I'm here with my co-host, Sarah. Hello. Hey, so our last podcast, we gave a little bit of information information on the basics of Botox, mm-hmm. and I hope that was helpful to our audience. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to talk about, we're going to go a little bit further in depth, because that was more about what is Botox, where is it put, yada, yada, yada. And today we're going to kind of kind of get into the meat and potatoes of like, where do you go get Botox? How do you know where to go get it? Who How do you get it from? Who to get it from? And all that kind of thing. Because there's like, there's like a place on every corner and then there's nurses running around doing Botox parties and there's like, you know, back alley Botox going on. <laughs> and my friend, hey, my friend's a nurse. She can get some you come over to her house i mean there's just all kinds of crazy shit going on out there yes so i'm excited because this is more about like the legal side of stuff that we're going to talk about some scandals and uh so well the legal side of it is basically to help protect you the public and the customer the customer And and that's what that's my whole goal is education information therefore that empowers you and so I just, I'm very passionate about that, and I love these kinds of topics, and then of course a good scandal always makes it even better. I love a good scandal. Love a good scandal. Especially when it's not about me. (laughs) Yeah, that's much better. When it's about, it's so much easier to like, when it's about somebody else, right? Yes. Yeah, so. So let's just get into it. We're going to get into it. What's the headline? The headline is, nurse arrested for injecting Botox. Okay, so does that mean... Since I'm a registered nurse, I can be ejected. I could be injected. Yes, I am injected. <laughs> you totally <often>. can. <laughs> I totally can. Can I be arrested for injecting Botox? Well, so okay. Question number one: Can a nurse inject Botox? Yes, a nurse may legally inject Botox in the state of Texas. So, what's this? This like eye-catching headline? Why yeah. was this nurse arrested for it? Okay, so yeah, I'm gonna try to break this down. Pretty simple. Are you gonna name drop? I am going to name drop. Who am I going to name drop, though? The, what's the girl's name? Are you just oh. going to call her out? Yeah, heck yeah. I mean, her name's in the papers. Why not? Michelle Bogle. Shout out to Shout Michelle. Shout out, Michelle. If you're listening to this in prison. <laughs> <laughs> you're terrible. Okay. I, just, I love talking about scandals, but then I always, I don't think we're... Poke like, the bear. I don't think we're oh famous, my God. but I just, like, I'm picturing her <laughs> listening to this, like, oh my God, they're talking about me. But, I mean, like, you did it to yourself, girl. Well, okay. Okay, yes, kind of. But, you know, let's take a more gentle approach on this. So, Michelle, if you are listening, I am very sorry that this happened to you. Because (laughs) stop it. No, I'm really sorry that it happened to Michelle. And it happened for one of two reasons. Either one, she knew exactly what she was doing and ignored and didn't care about about the the public and safety anyway. Or two, she literally was ignorant and didn't know. And why would that be? Okay, so let's talk about a couple of facts here. Number one fact is she is a licensed vocational nurse in the state of Texas. That's an LVN. How is that different from a regular nurse? So a registered nurse. A regular nurse. (laughs) A real nurse is what we call it. (laughs) So RN stands for real nurse. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, AKA registered nurse. 
And uh, in the state of Texas, a registered nurse has more authority and autonomous practice rights. And in fact, LVNs can only practice in the presence of a registered nurse or a physician. They have to have direct delegation and they have to have direct supervision and oversight. A registered nurse, depending on what she's doing and depending on how, uh, just some other things, does not have to have direct supervision and direct oversight. But we always have to have supervision and oversight. And Whether that be direct or distant. Yes, distant. And that's what I'm talking about. So what is an LVN? Is that like a nurse in training? Is is it like a student teacher versus a regular teacher? No, no. She's an actual nurse. She just has had less nursing um, classes than I have. So there's different levels. Okay. So you have an intro level is an LVN in the state of Texas, licensed vocational nurse. In other states, they call them LPNs, licensed practical nurse. Mm-hmm. So an LVN, LPN, they're basically the same thing. Then you have registered nurse, um, which I am a registered nurse. So I have, um, it's, I don't have a four-year bachelor's in nursing. I do have a four-year bachelor's in finance and banking. So nursing is my second career. But after a registered nurse, you have BSN. And we call it bullshit nursing. <laughs> so a BSN is a Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. So that's a four-year college degree from a university. How long is a regular, a registered nurse degree? It's, two years? It's, they call it two years, but you still have to have two years of basic college courses, like your English and your communications and all those basics. And then you have to have all your anatomy and physiology and all those things. Um, what the difference is between the LVN and the registered nurse curriculum, I don't know, except for I know that LVNs do not put in as many clinical hours before they graduate. So they're just not as qualified. They're not as qualified. And one of those qualifications being, obviously for this girl, she can't inject Right. She can, in- she can inject if she were in a physician's office. But, so the... Case in Houston involved Michelle Bogle with Shout a B. Out. Stop it. <laughs> Just keep calling her out. Uh, in Savvy Chic Med Spa. And, um, and then they also have a medical director, which is required when you're doing Botox and fillers and laser treatments and things like that. You have to have a medical director. The medical director was um, Paula Springer Bryant. And she, I believe, she was hey, a, girl. she's an internal medicine physician. And so um, at Savvy Chic Med Spa, if you kind of go to their website, you know, it's, it looks like so, it's very professional and it's, you guys, it's all about the marketing. So the biggest thing is you need to ask these people that are injecting you, what is your credentials? Oh, well, I've been trained. No, what are your credentials? Like, what is your education level and what licensing do you have? What is your license? And if they can't answer that, you need to get up and walk out. Um, basically, she is, it says, 17 years of nursing experience. Um, nowhere on the website does it give her RN. I don't walk around in a clinic or a hospital or even an outpatient like setting surgery setting and not wear my name badge with my credentials on it. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's state law. I have to wear a name badge. When I'm in a physician's office or in a med spa, 
I'm supposed to be wearing a badge with my name and have my credentials on it, RN. I also have CANS after my RN, which is Certified Psych Nurse Specialist. And that's not made up, too. A lot of people will put <laughs> people Master Injector. They, do, they make stuff up. They say they put on their name tag, Master Injector, Master Aesthetic Cosmetic Injector. They come up with all kinds of... It's, you guys, it's bullshit. The only thing out there is if they call themselves an aesthetic nurse, okay, that's fine. Be an aesthetic nurse if you're a nurse. Um, but to say that you're certified, there is no certification in any state or in anywhere in the United States other than the certified aesthetic nurse specialist. And that's a, a test. It's a standardized test that we have to sit for and we are tested on all injectable mediums, lasers, laser physics. So, so is that required? So I'm a to rocket inject, scientist because just... I know laser physics <laughs> and chemistry of skincare. So is that required? The cans is that required to inject, or that's just further education? It's not required to inject. It's just further education. But it's given to me by the Plastic Surgical Nursing Board. But a lot of people out there, they say, "Oh, I'm a certified injector." No, let me make this clear. They have a certificate. They have been in a training. It may have been a two-hour training or it may have been like a one-day training or they might have gone to two days. But they received a certificate. They were not certified. There's a big difference. And could, so people play make with words. A certificate on Photoshop. Yeah, you can make yourself a... You, what are you? Are you a certified podcast producer? I'm a certified trophy <laughs> wife. That's you, what I am. Are you, are you a certified co-host? I'm a CTW. <laughs> Shout out to my husband. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, basically, back to... You know, people can make their websites look great. Like, Michelle says which she's I, has, Which, from, a, from my background, is social media marketing. So, for me, that's great. Like, not knocking them at all. Like, marketing and, like, aesthetic. Like, that's very Take pleasing. the little that you have and make it look great. I, yeah. So, I can appreciate that. But don't let that be the only thing that draws you into an injector. Because someone uh, that may be sitting in this room right now might be an amazing injector, but not really great at marketing, which is why she has me. <laughs> But the marketing is not more important. Oh, I that could be. <laughs> the marketing is not more important than the anatomy of, of, of your face and yeah. someone to know what they're doing. Right. So back to the question, can nurses inject in the state of Texas? Yes, nurses can inject in the state of Texas. Can Michelle Bogle as an LVN inject? Yes, she can inject, but she has to be in the right setting. and She just has bigger stipulations put on her. Right. But if you're not in the right setting, that causes problems. Um, so that's, that's what her problem was. That's her problem. And I'll get to that in a moment. One of her problems, too, from my understanding, from uh, multiple sources that actually live in the area and personally know about this case, I know about this case from reading online and looking at the reports. And I've actually, um, from the prosecutor, I was able to... Um, to get some information and, and look at the public records from, you know, from what's going on in the case. But she apparently did not promote herself as an LVN. She promoted herself as an actual registered nurse, which that is impostering. So, so she knew, she knew exactly what she was doing. I'm going to have to say she knew exactly what she was doing, but there's a lot of people out there. Um, and if y'all are listening to this podcast and you have friends that are injectors or they're thinking about being injectors, you know, I'd encourage you to pass it on because I really do want people, I don't want them to get in trouble. 
there's there's a right way to do this and there's a wrong way and, and the wrong way is this chick's facing a felony these are felony charges mm-hmm. these are not this is not just like a little like misdemeanor class a or whatever this is big time felony and the physician too is facing felony charges for, for letting her do for that. improper oversight because so she had oversight she has a medical director savvy chic medical spa but it has a medical director but it should have been more because she's only an lvn because she's only an lvn and the physician was ignoring this is the problem i have been saying this for years um the problem is medical aesthetics has been a stepchild of the medical industry it's also a retail industry and so physicians and nurses and people in that they have, they bring in med spa managers, which are retail specialists. So same thing with you, like you're a marketing specialist. They come in and they try to tell them how to market because it's a retail industry. There's not insurance that's, you know, giving them reimbursables on this. This is all cash pay, private pay business. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, but they've been blurring the lines. Medical aesthetics, it's medical. It, the medical way that we do things should be followed but people don't care because because physicians can be an overseeing physician for med spa and they can be an overseeing physician for multiple med spas and the med spa will pay them this much per month and and they're like okay great and they literally don't ever walk in the clinic they don't ever see what's going on they don't ever look at the charts so there they are don't even laws look at the in patients. place but people aren't enforcing them right people are not paying attention to them and now the Houston Police Department, shout out Houston Police Department, I love ya, are enforcing them. And they're not only enforcing them on the nurse, but it, they're apparently enforcing it upon the physician. Because one of the issues is, is physicians have this weird idea that because they're a physician, they can delegate whatever to whomever they want. Now the truth is, According to their Occupational Practices Act, they can delegate, just like in the pecking order of things, I can delegate certain procedures to an LVN. Because and you're in charge. Because, because I'm her overseeing you know, person on the, on, the, on the hospital floor or whatever. Yeah, we all know and a it, boss who's delegated one too many tasks <laughs> to us. <laughs> and then, but the physicians obviously delegate to me, right? Um, so this physician was not following her medical practices delegating act, or I mean her occupational practices delegation rules, mm-hmm. and they're calling her out on it. And so that's been a real big problem is physicians were not have not been paying attention to what and who they can delegate to. So basically, think about this. If a physician says, I can delegate whomever whatever I want, then why even hire a nurse? Why don't you have, why don't you have like a janitor just come in <laughs> yeah, and like inject a, your Botox for you? Yeah. It's like seriously, that that's exactly what it is. Speaking of, if they're making an example of an LVN, what about estheticians injecting? Which is estheticians are? They're cosmetologists. Okay, well, that's different. An esthetician is like someone who gives you facials. They focus on skin, but a lot of cosmetologists are, have, also, estheticians. are also estheticians. That's part of their license. Mm-hmm. Okay, so an esthetician just has more. It's all focused on skin 
and they I believe they have more hours. But I mean, would you want someone that cuts your hair or like does your lashes or gives you a facial to be injecting Botox or fillers in your face or giving you a laser treatment with a with a laser that can burn you? No, I mean they obviously need to be trained, but training is not like a a weekend seminar that they go to or some continuing education that their physician gives them once a week. But wait, when you say when you say they should be trained, you think an esthetician should be able to do Botox and fillers? No, no, I'm saying if they want to do Botox and fillers, they need to go to school for it. Right, and become a nurse. Yes, they need to be completely trained in it, not just, oh, I go to one seminar or, oh, my physician gives me pointers here and there. They yeah. need to they need to go to school for it and get a license, a license for it. Yeah, and so that's, that's kind of what's going on with this case in Houston is um, now the medical board and the nursing board, they haven't gotten involved yet because these are criminal charges, but no doubt the medical board and nursing board will get involved and um, I have no idea what they'll do. But, I mean, they'll definitely reprimand them. And they could both certainly lose their licenses for this. Mm-hmm. And especially with the... with and the face L- criminal charges like jail time. Well, they are facing criminal charges right now. The practicing medicine without a license is what the LVN is, is facing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, she was, she's out on a $2,500 bond. That's big. That's a big bond. Um, but, like, so just off their website real quick, you know, her passion is creating younger, more youthful version of yourself with all the latest FDA injectables. I mean, that, that sounds legit. Like they're talking about the FDA and yeah, it, plus you know, it sounds like marketing. they're in compliance, but they're not. And then further down, um, Dana Aguilar, shout out Dana, Dana Aguilar, certified <laughs> cosmetic injector. Dana has over 14 years experience in cosmetic industry and Dang, is uniquely Dana. talented expert injector. She's very knowledgeable and passionate about her work. Dana is known for her honesty, attention to detail, and having an artistry, artistic eye. Dana, are you a nurse? LOL that's, at that's, the irony. Yeah, that's that. what I want to know. If you were an RN, if you were a registered nurse, girl, you spent a shitload of time up at night looking through all kinds of anatomy and physiology, making nursing care plans, and about to lose your mind, especially if you had four kids like I did when I was going through nursing school. So, girl... I don't know why you don't have the RN after your name. Yeah, you'd think you'd be pretty proud of that. I would be real proud of that. So mm, let's talk about some honesty and attention to detail. <laughs> I think you're missing the RN. You missed some attention to that detail, girl. Let's let's uh anyway, you know, it's just it's it's a problem. It's a rampant problem, and I really do hope that the Houston Police Department are able to get this thing under control. So do you think that this med spa is going to be shut down? Or do you think someone else will come in and practice there? I don't know. I mean, they, I don't even know if they could be able, if they could sell it or whatever. But, you know, okay, so back up. Let's talk about cosmetologists first because I forgot. I almost forgot. So not only is there this savvy chic med spa and this Dr. Paula Springer Bryant. Yeah, Dr. Paula Springer Bryant supervising medical director at Savvy Chic Med Spa in Houston. Um, did you hear about the other chick that was arrested like yesterday in Houston? No. She okay, she's a cosmetologist. She's not even not even a nurse. And so this lady goes in and gets a consultation, I, I guess for weight loss, and she's told that this is an MA, a medical assistant, and prescribes her, gives her some medication 
So the patient thought, oh, this must be like a diuretic or something. And she ends up in the hospital because she's got headaches and severe chest pain. And boils down to basically she had been prescribed a blood pressure medication. They by, a, by a hairdresser? By a, by a cosmetologist calling herself a medical assistant, which, by the way, people that are medical assistants go to school for like eight to 13 weeks. Just FYI, people. So she was A also- medical assistant is not a nurse, and she prescribed this medication for this lady for weight loss. And apparently this medical assistant also has been injecting Botox and fillers at a different location that guess who the medical director is? Paula Springer Bryan. Yes. So this girl. Yeah. Talk about a scandal. <laughs> so so Dr. Bryant now not only has an LVN that she misdelegated to, but now she's got a freaking cosmetologist calling herself an MA. Giving out giving diet out pills blood pressure medication. Oh my gosh, girl. Could have killed this woman. Even if do you think she knew about that? She should have. That's the issue. The issue is if she were properly overseeing that little little um disclaimer could- here. Disclaimer. I am not an attorney. This is my own opinion. But in my personal opinion, if she had been overseeing this chick properly, she'd have her ass in every single clinic that she oversees at least once a month looking at every single file. And if she were doing that, this would not have happened. But it's bad either way because if she knew about it, it's very wrong. But if she did know about it, then that's negligence. Okay, I'd find it... very wrong. Totally. I'd find it so hard to believe that she didn't know. But like I said... It is, if she'd been in there at least once a month and she this MA wasn't supposed to be doing this, she would have known. She and sounds she like a master it. delegator to me with a great marketing plan. <laughs> she sounds like a master marketer who's interested in financial gain, but when it comes to the delegation, she sucks. Yeah. So, well, anyway. thankfully, just in case you're uh, curious, that patient was okay. Yeah, she was. She's doing well now. She's thriving. She was on the news and gave an interview, so she is okay. And we and so we're we're not yeah we're not making light of anyone's uh, misfortunes or run-ins with these people by any means. No, it's very serious, but also at the same time, it's it's kind of ridiculous what these people are doing. It's ridiculous. I want to talk about fillers really quick because um, Botox is a medication. And it should be taken seriously. However, um, if you are injected with Botox with somebody without a license, the it, it's not as dangerous and the risks are not as high. I'm not saying there's not any danger and not any risk. There are. But they're not as high as they are with filler. And because Botox has that name toxin, it's a neurotoxin, people are more afraid of it. And then they think fillers, oh, it's just a filler. It's very benign. It's like no big deal. Well, it's, it's a little, just like saline or yeah, something, it's, right? It's the other way around. Botox is liquid. It it paralyzes the muscle. It, you know, you'd I'd have to in order to like cause a systemic problem, like a problem all over your body, and I injected it in your face. I'd have to inject you like with a hundred bot, hundred different bottles of Botox to like overdose. To, yeah, to cause like a systemic problem. Now, if I, as I mentioned in the last podcast, if we kept it in there without editing it out, we talked about platysmal bands and if you inject in, in your the neck. wrong place in your neck, um, you can affect the breathing. But 
but other than that, if I'm injecting any place else on your body, um, you're not going to have issues. If you get issues. an oops a daisy, it goes away in like three Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, it's usually not life-threatening. Okay, but with fillers, this is, you know, fillers can actually be life-threatening. And fillers can be life-threatening in multiple ways. Dun, so, dun, if, dun. so if you're having someone inject you with fillers like your lips or your cheeks or whatever, and you're like, oh, it's no big deal. Well, has that person ever had anatomy and physiology? Does that person know what the different, um, you know, what the different landmarks are? Um, do they know what to look for if there is an adverse event? I'm not going to say that I'll never have an adverse event. I've been very, very, very fortunate I haven't had one, and I'm going to say yet, because I have lots of friends that are extremely, um, <laughs> that's not wood, they're extremely talented injectors. They're extremely talented injector, injectors, and they work for Allergan, and they work for Galderma, who makes Restylane, and they work for all these companies, and they do trainings, but they've had adverse events, but they've all come out fine because they knew exactly how to handle it, and, and how to handle it is a medical procedure in and of itself. And so what can happen is you can actually, in, it's, it's like a thick grape jelly. I mean, there's different consistencies of fillers, but just overall basic, think of like a clear grape jelly. So when you put filler in somebody's face and you're injecting it, um, you can actually inject it into a vein or an artery. And if you inject it into an artery, you're going to stop the flow of blood that carries oxygen to that area. Well, it's oxygenating the tissue around it. So you're going to start to get immediate necrosing tissue and or if it doesn't stop and actually clog it, um, it can it can still be in the artery and it can move and it can either go to your lungs or it can go to your brain. So like a blood clot. So you can have a you can have a clot, a, a pulmonary embolism in your lungs and die. A filler or you, clot. Yes. Or you could have, um, you know, an ischemic event in your brain and have a stroke. And be, you know, have, have, you can live or you can die from a stroke, either one. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very, very serious that these people, they're injecting. And you can get that with the lips. Mm-hmm. You have arteries that innervate your lips. Like millimeters apart from each other. Yeah. And if you, and if you inject a vein, that's a little bit different because of the way the blood flow works. It's not as life-threatening, but it's still an issue. It can be life-threatening. You have a little bit more time. And also, but it's still going to necrose tissue if it stops the any oxygen at all. And so there are ways to take care of that. So I don't want to scare people and tell them, you know, I don't want people to think they can never get fillers. There's tons of filler procedures that are done very successfully, but they need to be done by people who understand anatomy and understand what can happen and understand how to recognize when that is happening if it were to happen so, you and know. if something goes wrong, which it, it will because people are humans, even the most like well versed, it happens to plastic surgeons, yeah, happens to physicians all the time. So, but even when that happens, yeah, they know how to fix it exactly and how to take your life out and of time, danger. And time is of the essence, mm-hmm. yeah, and time is of the essence. And so, anyway, I just want you guys to be safe out there, and I want you to understand that this case in Houston, there were a couple of things that were not exactly re- reported properly, um, but, you know, they're going to figure that out. One, one of the reports I saw, it said, you know, Michelle Bogle, owner and, like, uh, overseeing nurse or owner and, and I don't know, head nurse or whatever. Well, first of all, she can't be an owner of a med spa. So if she's owning the med spa, that's another legal issue right there. 
And second, because she's an LVN, she cannot be like overseeing all of the medical treatments and delegating to people at the med spa Mm -hmm. what they should be doing. So, you know, whether that was misreported or if that's the way it's actually being done, you know, it's either causing issues or anyway, but you guys just be safe out there, check people's credentials, ask them what their, what their experience is, what their training is, how long they've been doing it. And um, if they can't tell you that they are a registered nurse minimum, then What's I would the tier? walk away. Registered nurse, nurse well, you practitioner. Start with LVN, LPN, or equal. So LPNs are in other states. So LVN, registered nurse, BSN, Bachelor of Science Nursing, um, um, yeah, nurse practitioner, which is advanced practice registered nurse, APRN. So a lot of people will have APRN. Um, or FNP, which is a family nurse practitioner. Um, and then there is a doctorate of nursing. So someone can tell you that they're a doctor and they can actually be a nurse, but they have a doctorate of nursing. But when you reach the level of a nurse practitioner, which is an FNP or the, the um, advanced practice, the APRN, I have to think about that, APRN or FNP, some type of nurse practitioner, women's health nurse practitioner, at that point, they have that nurse now has prescribing um, duties. Like they are allowed to prescribe medications. So they can inject and they can also kind of like act as the overseer themselves. Yeah, they can actually they can actually prescribe the medication, they can diagnose, and they can do those things. And they can also do that without the physician being there. I can do it without the physician being there. I just have to follow certain guidelines. I have to be, my, my patients have to be seen by either an a, a FNP, family nurse practitioner. They have to be seen by some kind of nurse practitioner or a physician assistant or a physician. They have to be seen by that. And then they have to be prescribed either the Botox or the fillers or the laser treatments. And then once that's all taken care of, then I can actually do the procedures. So the best rule of thumb when looking for someone to inject you is the more people that are involved, the better. Yeah. It makes it more expensive. But you know what? Like friends don't let friends get bad Botox. Yeah, it's this friends is don't not let friends get cheap Botox. This is not something you want to be cheap in. No. You can carry around your fake Louis Vuitton, but you don't want <laughs> fake or bad injectors. Yeah. But yeah. also in the best thing to look for is someone that has the C A N S uh that is credential. The, yes. And the reason why is because that means that they have been in one of five specialties. I'm going to list them really quick. Plastic surgery, dermatology, maxillofacial surgery, ENT, or oculoplasty. So one of those five specialties, they've been a nurse in that area for at least two years and have worked with one of those physicians for two years. Oculoplasty, so that's an eye plastic surgeon. And, of course, maxillofacial is is a facial plastic surgeon that mostly does like jaw and you see them a lot like trauma of course that is maxillofacials do like a lot of wisdom teeth extractions or they do like a lot of trauma repair in hospitals like when they have Mm -hmm. to but that makes them qualified because they know a lot about a lot about the face and the head and the neck yeah and an ent knows all about the head and neck and face and everything and of course plastics and dermatology so when you have nurses that have worked in those areas for two years then 
then they qualify to be able to sit and take the test. So just to be able to become a CANS doesn't mean that you pass the test. You also had to meet some other criteria before you could even sit for the test. So that's pretty much what I have to say. Well, that was very informative. So hopefully that gives you guys a little bit of knowledge and it doesn't scare you away from getting injected, but helps you to know what to look for in your injector. Yeah, absolutely. And once again, I encourage you guys to share this with your friends, um, whether they are thinking about getting aesthetic treatments or with some of your friends who may be injectors themselves because they may not know some of these um, legal issues. Lord so, help them, especially if they live in Houston. Yeah. And please don't get all fancy in your marketing. If you're a registered nurse, just tell people you're a registered nurse. All right. Thanks, you guys, for listening. I appreciate it. And we will see you back here next week. Bye.